Welcome to the Women in Industry podcast. My name is Kirsty davis Chinook, and today I'm talking to Hannah Linden. Hannah is an advanced apprentice at JLR. We all know who JLR are. Um, and she's currently training in manufacturing engineering um, with a specialisation in metrology. I hope I've pronounced that properly. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> hello, Hannah. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. So you're just about to go into your third year, is that right? Yes, in September, start my Ooh. third year. Wow. Um, and you started out um, with Make UK, yeah. um, I believe, and then you got a placement at JLR. Um, so tell me how you got into an engineering apprenticeship to start with. Were you drawn to it? Was it an accident? How did you start? Um to be completely honest, it was my dad, who I have mentioned a few times at events and stuff, and people ask me. It has been my dad. My original plan was to go to university and do interior designs, something completely different. Um, but it was my dad who mentioned it himself. He was like, oh, why don't you just try an apprenticeship? Go to JLR there. They were putting out a few flyers and stuff that they were wanting people. So I just thought, why not? And I just went for it. So... There was no particular reason. It was just kind of my dad, just try it. Um, but best decision I made. I'm very glad I went down that route. I really enjoy it. So I'm glad he said it. <laughs> I think um, apprentices are often seen as, or apprenticeships are seen as um, not as successful as like going and becoming a graduate and things like that. But there are so many benefits to apprenticeships. For a start, you get paid while you're working. Yeah. Um, your engineering and manufacturing tend to have higher salaries compared to other industries. Mm -hmm. So you're going into an environment where you're going to earn more money over the course of your yeah. career. Um, yeah. And you don't have a 30 grand student loan when you come out yeah. of it. <laughs> so it, they, they really are um, a great way to enter the workplace and still learn. Do you, yeah. do you enjoy the practical side? Do you enjoy the um, the studying side? Which is your favourite? Um, yeah, I, I do really enjoy it. Obviously, I think I definitely prefer the practical side a lot more. I've always found I enjoy practical skills more than being sat in a classroom. Uh, but it's quite a good 50-50 uh, for practical and the theory side. It's not all you're in a classroom for. The whole four years, and that's it. Um, it's very well spread out, um, but I definitely got on a lot more with the practical side, using my hands a bit more, uh, thinking a bit more rather than just typing on the computer all day. Um, I feel like practical skills, I learn a lot quicker as well, rather than just being told what to do. I'd like to actually do it and try it myself, a bit of trial and error. So, yeah, the practical side, I definitely enjoy a lot more. I mean, people learn differently, don't they? Um, yeah. Some people learn by doing, some by seeing mm -hmm. them, watching, and others um, learn by reading and hearing. Yeah. Um, I imagine that the theory side sits in the back of your head, and then when you start doing the practical side, it's sort of, you know, you get that, oh, that's yeah. what that means <laughs> moment. Yeah, <laughs> Because definitely. that's always really quite exciting, isn't it? Yeah. Definitely, 100%. Um, and so you, you now specialise in metrology um, and 
on my research on, on you, um, I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, that means that you're part of a team responsible for measuring the aspects of the various parts at JLR or even a whole car via yeah. a robotic scanning system and then you generate the analytics for the engineers. Is that correct? Yes, that oh, is yes. correct. <laughs> so, um, so a typical day then when you're in your metrology lab, um, what are you scanning for and why? So a typical day for me, so it'd start obviously with Monday, uh, we'd get a list from my manager of what the shop floor are requesting us to measure. Um, so yeah, as you said, it can vary from a full body car, a battery tray, an underbody, or even specific parts of the car, like the different zones. Um, so majority of the time, the engineers kind of want specific points on the cars such as circles or slots um, just so they can kind of see where they are in the x y and z position uh, but we've also had requests from engineers just asking for a scan of the car um, and then in the end they would get a color map so they can see the different types of deviations on the surface um, and as well something else that we've just started doing which is really interesting is um, virtual assembly so for example uh, one task I've done is I've scanned a whole underbody of a car uh, and then also scanned a battery tray and virtually put them together so you can actually see where the deviation is if they're going to clash are they going to sit properly are they going to sit smoothly and flat um, so yeah it differs quite a lot it's definitely not the same thing every day every day it's different somebody wants this somebody wants that um but yeah mainly surface comparisons or points on the x y and z what they'd like so as part of your scanning then <clears throat> excuse me as well as making sure everything's going to fit correctly you're and you're checking size and um any surface movement uh, i imagine you're also scanning and checking for um any problems in in the material so any defects and things like that yeah, yeah 100%. Oh, wow. um and you obviously a battery tray and a whole car um it, there's a bit of a difference in size so yeah. programming um the the robotic system is is going to be a skill in itself isn't it yeah it is it has had a lot of practice i started working the machine last year in September um, and then I also did a course for the specific machine we are using um, and it can be a challenge because a lot of it is very technical stuff um, and sometimes it's hard to understand why you're doing what you're doing uh, but I do thoroughly enjoy it I like having the pressure of doing the programming running it and then also doing a bit of engineering with the work that I've been given making reports for engineers um, but yeah, the programming side, it can take a while, depending on how big the program is and how much the engineers want and require. It's it's amazing how technology has advanced to be able to do that rather than, you know, just build it and, yeah, you know, six months down the road, something falls off because it doesn't fit yeah. properly and nobody <laughs> knows. Um, particularly as, you know, cars get bigger and faster Um and, and and the risks that that, that go with that. Mm -hmm. Um. So, you mentioned 
your dad earlier and you said mm-hmm. that you'd mentioned him quite a lot because you've been featured in several articles uh, promoting apprenticeships. Um, I've read a couple uh, on Birmingham Live and machinery manufacturing. And you also spoke at uh, Manufacturing and Engineering Week with Fiona McGarry from mm-hmm. Make UK. Um, is that outside your comfort zone? Are you getting used to it now? Um, it was definitely something I didn't think I'd be able to get involved with starting my apprenticeship. Uh, but I do really enjoy it. Um, it's quite nice to kind of get that bit of recognition from the hard work that I am putting in, which I never really got at school. Um, so no, I am definitely enjoying it. Um, I think the main thing I enjoy about it is just kind of telling my story and hoping that other people can see it who are maybe in my position when I was at school, not really knowing what I wanted to do and thinking, oh, I'm just going to be a failure. I'm not going to be able to go to university and kind of showing them that, no, I've come into an apprenticeship. I'm doing well and yeah it's nice I do enjoy it and hopefully get to do more. (laughs) And you also go into schools and promote apprenticeships and um, I know you've um, done some work at work when you've had like open days and things. Yeah. Um, And did JLR support you doing all of this? Yeah they 100% support me. I'm at I'm an ambassador for the early careers team for JLR so I do a lot of events on behalf of JLR going to apprenticeship fairs uh, and obviously the one time I went into a school and I interviewed six formers uh, kind of asking what they want to do with their career possibly giving them a bit of advice on what route they want to go down um, but it's definitely something I really enjoy I do love talking to people and helping people out. I think I'm a few years older than you you might have guessed that um, and we had um, a, a career officer at school um, but they were quite rigid in what they expected you to do. Um, I was sort of in the grammar stream and doing this, and it was like, oh, well, you're our Oxbridge candidate. You're going to go and do law at Cambridge. Um, and 35 years later, I'm running a manufacturing business, and I've been a metal basher for 35 years or 34 years. Um, but when they sort of got it in their head what they thought you should do they didn't give you any other options that was my experience Mm -hmm. and I didn't know what I wanted to do when I was 16. Um, I think a lot of 16 year olds don't know what they want to do so being able to talk to you um, or hear about you and see that there are different options I think is really really valuable after all if you can't see it you can't be it yeah Um, do you find when you're talking to young people um, that there are preconceptions about manufacturing and engineering, you know, it being not for girls, not for women? Um, yeah, definitely. I think whenever I go to these apprenticeship events, it is more boys because uh, obviously they always have that perception they have to go down engineering, for example, and girls are always not told but kind of thought of to not go down that route because uh, it's kind of not a girl's job. Um, so whenever I do talk to females um, who are six former age or still in school, year 10 and 11, um, it is quite nice talking to them about, you know, it's not all this dirty work, you know, you're always going to be fitting out machines and stuff like that. There's so many areas you can go into within engineering. Like, for example, in the metrology department, it's the most cleanest department in the engineering industry it has to be um so kind of opening their eyes into the different areas they can go into 
which they'll they'll fit in perfectly and that I think we just need to break that barrier that they can do it and they can go into it but I think we're still trying to get to that point of them knowing that they can do it and it's fine to go into it and we need more females in this industry I think having um the right kind of skill set the right kind mm-hmm. of problem solving brain is is something that a lot of girls and women do have yeah. um particularly as um they move throughout their career and maybe start families mm-hmm. you know you're doing two full-time jobs at once yeah. it's amazing you know you might think you're a good multitasker but <laughs> um that that you know really grows um yeah. but i think being able to solve problems um is and that's what engineers do they fix things mm-hmm. yeah yeah um so you're going into your third year of your four-year apprenticeship um once you finish that what are your long-term career goals so are you going to continue studying are you going to hopefully increase your skill your practical skills mm-hmm. um i think the first thing I'd like to do is actually qualify <laughs> as a metrology engineer, hopefully. Um, <clears throat> and then I've always thought what what I kind of want to go down. I've thought of maybe possibly doing a level six degree apprenticeship. Uh, possibly that's some route that I may want to go down. Um, or definitely trying to push more with my skill set going down into that um, virtual building. There's quite a lot of job opportunities within JLR that I can go down to that, which are a bit higher up as well, manager roles. Um, But then something else I've always wanted to do and just try and go for is a managing role, looking after a team and sticking to deadlines and stuff like that in quite a high demand department. I quite like always having a challenge and always being a bit under pressure. So, yeah, there's loads of things that I'd like to do. but yeah, I just I just want to take any opportunity that I can and just keep pushing myself as hard as I can really. <clears throat> you um it sounds like there's an awful lot of opportunities that you can go for. Um and mm-hmm. that you you're learning the skills to mm-hmm. go for them, which is yeah, you know, absolutely brilliant. Um what does your dad think um when he sees you sort of um having taken his advice and, and gone for an apprenticeship and sort of seeing you specialise in metrology and talking about, you know, future plans to become a manager in a high demand department. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, is, what what does he think about that? Do, do you, um, is he sort of going a bit, I told you, so you'd like it? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I think he's um, quite shocked <laughs> as well as all of my family. I don't think anyone... Oh. <clears throat> anyone expected me to go down this pathway and route or to kind of do kind of actually do quite well in it um so yeah I think definitely shocked but also I hope to think he's quite proud um because I've always been very proud of my dad we seem to um, have and had I've always looked up to him um, as to someone that I hopefully I'm going to be uh when I'm older um but yeah definitely shocked I think I'm shocked as well uh, within myself that I've actually I'm doing this role and I'm actually really enjoying it. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah. Hannah, are you there? Yes. Sorry about that. The programming cut out. So I'm very sorry. Oh. Um, no, that's fine. Um, Technology is a wonderful thing. Um, you're going to have to yeah. scan my system, I think, to see what went wrong. Um, you, okay. you were saying that you thought your family were quite shocked. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, my family, I think, are definitely shocked uh, that I chose uh, this pathway and route. Uh, definitely my mum and dad. Um, and I think as well, they're quite shocked with how much I've grasped on it and really took as many opportunities as I have. Um, I think I've definitely shocked myself as well. I didn't have as much confidence as I do now, uh, but just put myself in these situations, it's it's helped a lot. Um, it definitely helped me get a lot more opportunities. Um, but yeah, I hope they're proud as well. <laughs> I, I imagine they are. Um, I know Fiona is at Make UK. I was at an event uh, last Thursday. Um, and she was like, you must talk to Hannah. And I was like... She's already in the diary for Monday. <laughs> um, I think one of the things that we all um, experience as we start a new project or career or anything like that is it all seems a bit overwhelming to start with. Yeah. But then you get that first click and it's almost like your brain goes, oh, I know that I can do that. Yeah. Um, and it, it doesn't matter what industry or what role you're in. As soon as you get that click and you know it and, mm -hmm. you know, it deep down to the bone, um, it's such a great feeling. And that sort yeah. of can really help with the confidence. Mm -hmm. um, but also you stepping outside your comfort zone yeah. um, and doing all the um, ambassador type roles as well. Um, that must really have boosted your confidence um yeah. so before we hit record we were talking generally and and I was going to ask you how you relax away from work but you've just come back from being away so um I hopefully that was a nice relaxing break for you yeah definitely <laughs> much needed uh, it, it sounds like it um so what do you do when you're not at work um um so when I'm outside of work to be honest most of the time I'm sleeping in bed because I'm so tired from all the work um <laughs> but I do try to keep myself fit I do enjoy going to the gym um quite into lifting my weights uh so yeah go to the gym four times a week um and then at weekends I tend to just be with my family be with my partner um and just kind of relax I think from having quite um hard and full-on job I I like to relax and I like to take give myself some time to kind of do a bit of skincare maybe a face mask a nice bath um but yeah definitely enjoy going to the gym I feel like that's where I let out all my steam <laughs> it, it's it's really important um that you sort of have this work-life balance and you put yourself yeah. first self-care is a term that's thrown about quite a lot but it is really, really important. Yeah. Um, and I think um, that looking after your body physically and looking after your your body and mind um, improves your mental health. Because mm -hmm. if you're doing a demanding job, 
um, then you need to rest everything that's worked hard, yeah. don't you? Yeah. Um, so well, you mentioned earlier on that um, you didn't know what you wanted to do at school um, and that engineering wasn't sort of mentioned as a career at all or only tended to be sort of signposted for the boys. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had carte blanche um, in changing that, how would you change it? What would you say to young people, um, you know, both boys and girls? Um, I think one thing I've always said is pushing for um, companies like JLR to actually go into schools. Um, Because I know that a lot of times in schools, it's definitely happened in my school, uh, we had universities come in or kind of, we had talks with our teachers and it was always kind of university and sixth form was the one that got mentioned. Um, So getting companies into schools um, is something I would have really loved and something that I'd like to see possibly in the future uh, to kind of talk about the opportunities that you can gain from it. Um, And then also kind of just talking to the teachers and the schools on how good apprenticeships actually are and how good they actually are good for the future of companies, not just university. Um, I think that's definitely something I'd like to push for because I think teachers um, in schools are the main starting point for students. They're who students go to advice for on what they want to do and what they should do. Um, And it's always kind of, you know, go to sixth form, go to university. It's the only pathway. It's all I got told at college, unfortunately, that it's it's the only it's the only route. It's the only way you're going to get a good career and all of this. And it it's not. I just want to break that perception that it's not the only route. As as much as it is good and it is great for some people, friendships are also just as good and they're also great for some people. It just depends where you think you're going to fit and where you think you're going to do best. I, I think that's really important about um, teachers giving you. Um, advice um and and having preconceived ideas about what's right um i think whether you do well at school or don't do well at school um that can be down to the individual um it can also be down to engagement with the curriculum engagement with the teachers Um, it can be down to things going on at home Mm -hmm. Um, there are so many different things that make every child completely individual. Um, and it's got to be really, really hard for sort of teachers to sort of identify that. Um, yeah. But I think giving people as many options as they can, yeah, it, it's going to it's going to increase the confidence of those students going, I'm being told I should do this. I don't really want to do it. Yeah. I don't really want that level of debt. I, mm-hmm. I need to stay close to home because maybe they're a carer for their pet, one of their parents or a sibling. Yeah. Um, I can't really afford to go and, and live at university. My parents can't afford to help me. You know, yeah. money's tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's putting so much pressure on where they could actually yeah, go yeah. out, learn a great career, Mm-hmm. end up with a degree as well through yeah. an apprenticeship um, and earn money and have that level yeah. of independence. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think you're really right that 
yes, an academic career is great for some, mm-hmm. but an apprenticeship is still an academic career. Yeah, you're still learning an awful lot of things. It's just you might be putting those skills into practice within days and weeks rather than mm-hmm. four years later. Yeah. And what advice do you give those young people that you talk to about apprenticeships as a career? Um, I think a lot of the time I just kind of say to them to, you know, it's okay to be different if you want to go down that pathway. Because I think at school, being told to always go down to university and all of my friends were going down that pathway, I was always kind of a bit like, I don't want to go but I just feel so out of place um, and I just feel like I'm different to everybody else and I don't know if this is right. Uh, just kind of talk to them, letting them understand that if you want to go do something different, do it, go for it. You know, you only have one chance and one opportunity in life. If you want to go try something and you want to go do something different, you just got to go for it. Um, it's not like if you go to it for a year and you don't enjoy it, there's always other options you can go down. Um, but yeah, just always try it. You've just got to go for it. If you don't go for things in life, you're never going to know if it worked right for you or if it didn't. Um, yeah, that's normally just what I say because I don't like to push it down their throats, apprenticeships, yeah. apprenticeships, but you've just got to try it and you never know it may be the best decision you made. It may not be, uh, but just try it. Yeah, and it's there's no one size fits all for everybody. Um, and it's it's having the courage at such a young age just to say, yeah, I am going to go and do something yeah. a bit different. <clears throat> but wouldn't it be great in, say, 10 years or time that just as many people were going on apprenticeships as they were going on university courses? Yeah. And it's just yeah. like, you know, they're both seen as equally valid opportunities, which, of course, yeah. they both are. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there are pros and cons to both of them Mm -hmm. yeah so one final question Hannah which I always ask everybody um what's the best advice you've ever been given hmm best advice I have been given um probably mention them again probably from my dad (laughs) um before starting my apprenticeship um is as simple and as short as it is, he just said, just go for it. Just do it. If you want to do it, do it. Um, <clears throat> and it's definitely something I've always gone by and I've always listened to the thought of in my head. Otherwise, I wouldn't have got these opportunities that I've had now. I wouldn't be on this podcast with yourself if I didn't just do it and just go for an opportunity. If there's something there, take it. Um, and that's always something I've had in my head. Yeah, it's it is really really important that sometimes just close your eyes and take <clears> the step. You know, it's um, because when you keep doing that, you're travelling down your own road, and it's the road yeah. that you forged mm-hmm. um, for yourself. You're not following anybody else's um, steps. You're you know creating yeah. your own route. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Hannah, for coming on the podcast. It's been lovely to talk to you. And good luck going into your third year. And Thank you. Um, I look forward to seeing on LinkedIn um, in, what, 18 months' time that you're a, 
uh, a qualified metrology engineer. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> I'm sure you will be. Thank you ever so much. Thank you too.